Blog Talk Radio. here in South Florida. It is off the chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And that song is by a friend of mine called, her name's Margie Singleton, and the name of the song is I Shows You. And the reason for that song is to tie in with tonight's show, which we will get to in a moment. But first, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here with me tonight and for continuing to support this show. Like I tell you at every show, it's not my show, it's your show. 
because of each and every one of you, we are over 200,000 listeners strong in over 200 countries. You all are being heard all over the world. And it is my gift to you. I want you to take this forward. I want people to know that y'all are out there. It's it's very important. So I appreciate all of you as listeners and all of you as guests to continue to support this show, especially at this time in my life. Now, there's two ways to get on this show. You can come on as a guest, and I interview everybody. If you have a project, if you have a platform, if you have a book, if you have art, if you have music, politics, religion, I don't care. That's why we call it off the chain, because we never know what it's going to be, and we never know where the conversation is going to go. Or, if you're not real sure about being live on the show, you can place an ad on the show and become a sponsor. And for $10 for one month, I'll run your ad, no matter how many shows I have. If for some reason I have to reschedule a show, because y'all all know about my husband's health, the ad follows the show. So you don't lose anything. The way to find out how to do this is to contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com or even on Facebook. And before we introduce our guest who's been on before, who I I just love talking to because he's a man after my own heart. I want to welcome our three sponsors, three of our sponsors, um, here at the top of the hour. The first sponsor is a new sponsor. Her name is Jess, and she is with Audio Bookworm Promotions. And if you're looking for a listen, adopt, don't shop for your next audiobook favorite. The Adopt and Audiobook program has new releases and audiobooks for every genre. All audiobooks are free to interested reviewers, and that is the caveat. You have to agree to review the book in order to get the book free. Simply listen and share your thoughts. Jay Traveler Pelton, who has been on this show several times, has two new books out. Um, the new one, da, uh, Kai Dante Strategium. People are so happy about the destruction of the anti-fertility virus, they want Kai to run for president. Kai Dante for president indeed. The Oberlins are back and are successful in diverting the virus that is destroying the fertility of the populace. But in return, sanctuary is attacked and the family members are scattered to fight radiation sickness alone. Given only a strange point to use, will Kai and her brother Micah figure out the puzzle before they all die? Who in the family will survive to destroy the tyrant running the brotherhood? Then she has... Uh, Clan Falconer's War, it's a fantasy set in the future medieval times after the big war. Lucian thought that as the youngest son of the manor, his future would be as simple as a landowning farmer who raised good horses and went up to the manor to visit the family for holidays. After all, there were seven old brothers older than he with much more entitlement to the inheritance. However, through a massacre and magic, his simple acceptance of a quiet life was going to come to a roaring end as he ends up leading the forces of his clan and the kingdom against an evil greater than any wizard had ever faced, an evil led by his own brothers. Well, he, his clan, and Falcon Crest survived the war. Check her out. That's Jay Traveler Pelton on Amazon. Diane Moe, who has been on this show several times in Australia, thank you very much. Y'all have put her number one in your country. She has a series of books that um, the main character's name is Sam Holton, and she is indeed our favorite vigilante. The third in the book of the series has just been released. In Dog Bone, Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side, sort of like a bureaucratic sandwich with her in the middle. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mode everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to begin with Dog Gone by Diane Mode, and it is currently free on Amazon. So check them out after the show. But before that, I want to welcome a young man who's been on this show before, and he was just so inspiring and just lifted me up so much that I couldn't wait to get him back on the show. His name is Clifton Pettyjohn. He is an author. He is a inspirational speaker. He's many, many things. He has served as an essential factor in both the religious and educational cultures for well over 16 years, and recently 
He has added influence in the culture of business to his summation. With guided passion, he meshes personal life lessons with practical and biblical principles to teach, train, and transform groups of divergent individuals. His unique skills, personality, delivery, and articulation serve at the foundation of the creation of a welcoming environment to those who are viewed as ne'er-do-wells. Clifton's view of purpose, life, and ministry far exceeds the norm. This is expressed through his execution of ministering equity to the total man. It is also comprehensible in his teachings, coaching, and consultation sessions, as well as his day-to-day conversations. He strongly stands on his own convictions of urging people to live symmetrically through wholeness. And that is a very important word, wholeness in all core areas of life. Clifton, my dear, thank you so much for spending an hour with me again. Yes, yes, thank you for inviting me back. Oh, you're regular on this show now, my friend. I'm telling you, I have to get my dose <laughs> of Clifton every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, thank you. So so let's let's clasp a little bit. You were getting your transfer trans See, I can't talk. I'm so excited. You were getting your center all set up, and now it's set up. And it, and I thought that he said that they lost it today, but y'all launched it today. It became a <laughs> open thing. It, business yes, is open. Yes, yes. Today so, we had our first our first session with the Transformation Center. It was awesome. We did, we uh, discussed the topic of first steps, which is actually excuse me. For those who know about my book, From Stagnation to Transformation, it's a 21-day daily devotional book. So we took day number one today, and we discussed that, and we did a couple activities with that, and it was just fun and awesome. Now, in conjunction with From Stagnation to Transformation and the Wholeness of Man, for the for the folks that missed our first hour that flew by like within 20 minutes you teach that if if you don't do something if you just stand still in life and you don't transform your life and and one can transform no matter where one station is in life if it's in the lowest gutter in the land to the highest pinnacle of the mountain you can transform your life but if you if you don't transform it you stagnate and if you stagnate clifton you die yes definitely and, and i i think that one of why it's so such a heavy burden on me is that i feel sometimes a lot of people don't feel like they have the ability to transform but the reality is the ability is inside of you you have so much creative power and creative expression inside of you that many times you never tap into that. So what I come to do, I always tell people, I come to frustrate you enough, to push you enough, to pro- to provoke you enough to understand that there is purpose inside of you, but you have to put feet to that faith. And we, can, we can have as much faith as we want to have in the world, the Bible is very clear. It says faith without works is dead. If we don't get up and activate that faith, then nothing will ever happen. If we don't, and, and in activating it, is it a true statement that we have to live it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's very easy. You know, I, I tell people I used to be a very religious person. But now I'm a relationship with God person. Um, when I was a religious person, I knew all the right words to say, all the right scriptures to quote. I knew how to make everything sound good, make it sound so pretty. But my execution of it was non-existent. But when I became relationship-oriented, I began to understand that he wanted me to go beyond being able to express it and live it on a daily basis. And would it, Clifton, would it also be a fair statement that when we truly live our faith, 
that it it's very humbling and people see that within us we don't and and I there's nothing wrong with it but I'm using this as a we don't have to stand on the street corner preaching God's word because it becomes living from within us to outwardly and people see it and want to know how we can be content in whatever state we're in because they see us living that faith. Yes, I, as I said, you know, when I, when I was a very religious person, I knew all the right things to say. And I, uh, at times, I used to tell people I was overselling Jesus. And somebody might say, you can't oversell him. What I'm basically saying is I don't feel as if I was representing him solidly enough, so I became very verbal about him in an attempt to offset my lack of representation from a silent standpoint. Um, I know that that is some people's assignment where they go out and they cry, you know, they from their interpretation of cry loud, spare not. But with me, what I'm learning, I learned more was that if you live it, even in your speech, we can have a conversation and I can stir up you know, your excitement about who God is and what he created you to do without even throwing his name in there a hundred times. That is very true because people automatically see it. Mm -hmm. They may not understand it, but they see it. And, and, exactly. and they are wanting that, that, for lack of a better phrase, that magic pill that makes us content within ourselves where they're over here right. battling every day their inner demons and they don't know how to exercise them and expel them and learn that they are in control, the demons aren't. And would it be fair to say that that is your ministry to the e equality of men, of the total man? You don't just minister to his spiritual side or the physical side or the emotional side or the mental side, you take all four of those and put them in a perfect mm -hmm. circle and they interact with each other. Because I personally believe that that's God's will for our life. Like, I don't feel like he wants us to be so heavenly minded, basically we're no earthly good. Like, I feel he wants us to prosper in all areas. And I find people that I meet that some may be prospering greatly financially, but from an emotional standpoint, they're a wreck. Or you might have somebody who's mastered their emotions, but from a financial standpoint, they're a wreck. And I feel that that is a, a, an imbalance there. And whenever there's an imbalance in your life, you're never really living your best life. Um, or you're never really at peace at times, you know. And I, I want to help people to get to a place where, you know, they can breathe. That's why one of the things I always say when people ask me, well, what do you do? I say, I provide ventilation through coaching, speaking, and consultation. And they said, ventilation, I said, yes, a breath of fresh air or fresh air, you know, what a ventilation system does it brings in fresh air, and it helps you breathe easier. What I find, a lot of people, they're in panic mode, and when we're in panic mode, we don't make very good decisions. So if I can come in and be a temporary ventilation system for you, you won't go into panic, and you can make better decisions for your life overall. Because it is it not true that when we go into a panic mode that, the brain completely shuts down, and and completely. the emotional, and then the emotional takes mm -hmm. over, and and mm -hmm. the emotional, like we talked before we went live, the emotional side of us changes minute to minute. Some people second yes. to second, and you can't depend on your emotions <laughs> to control you. <laughs> you have to learn how to master your emotions because. I'm a very emotional person. I am a very emotional person. So I found times where I used to make emotional decisions. And the things about the thing about emotional decisions is it never really care who it hurts including yourself. True. And it's going to hurt you in the long run. You know, and that was one of the things that 
I had to learn how to do is, okay, Cliff, you're caught up in your emotions, but is this going to benefit you two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now? Are you just making this decision because right now you're upset and you feel this is the best thing that's going to make you feel good right now? And people do that for relationships and and, and and all kinds of things. And then throw that relationship away when it becomes too burdensome or too non-self-gratifying or you hurt my little feelings, so I'm walking out the door. And, and again, we talked about this before the show. Here's this four-letter word called L-O-V-E that we have. Uh, We've totally prostituted this word till it means absolutely yeah. nothing, not even the four letters that it's yeah. used to spell with. And we, we've forgotten that, that love, true love, pure love is unconditional. And and when we say unconditional, that means there's there's not there's no restraints on the intimate side. It's unconditional everywhere. It's unconditional in the the logic and in the in the emotion and in the mental, and it suffers long. And, you know, I, I, in my um, book, Day Two, is called You Are Greater Than a Situationship. And I deal with that very subject a lot because what I find with, a, with situationships is you have, you have one person that expects you to be patient and understanding and long-suffering with them, and you'll be that. But here's where the situationship comes in is now you need them to be that, and they don't have time to be that. They're gone because they were only there to benefit themselves and based off of situations. And sadly, sad, and this is so sad, this has created a generation of Children without fathers, the mm-hmm. divorce rate is higher than than the marriage rate. I would mm-hmm. say an enhanced addiction rate, suicide yes. rate, PTSD yes. rate, um, mm-hmm. you name it, and and it's created all these unintended consequences because we've taken the the main thing out of love, and that is. Total commitment. And you said something. You said absent fathers, but, you know, having worked um, in the school system, I've seen a lot of absent mothers as well. Uh, I remember it used to be just absent fathers, but now you have the grandparents raising a lot of the kids because the mother and the father is out out of the home. They both, you know, just decided to do whatever it is they're going to do. And it's sad. I'm glad you brought that up because we do. We now have a generation of of young grandmothers raising these grandchildren, which it's happened for centuries, but not at this rate, and it happened because the parents died or, or some unforeseen circumstance. But the natural order of things is that child wants its parents. Correct. That's and and I I think that that's what some people because some people don't see it as a very situ a, a very important or detrimental type of a situation, but I have to explain to them. Can you imagine you were carried in somebody's womb for nine months? You were inside of them. That bond was created, and now. They don't even want to be a part of your life for whatever reason, because I know that there are some that where the child is taken from them for various reasons. But can you imagine that rejection that that and child stay, is feeling? And it stays with that child, because no matter oh, how yeah. one tries to explain to that child, well, your mom and your dad really love you. They just can't be with you. Mm-hmm. That child knows that's a lie. Because of the decisions that the parents made, consciously or unconsciously, took them away. Correct. And it takes a lot for them to be able to be healed and move don't move on from that situation. And if if they don't deal with it, then what's going to happen is now they'll be.
become a parent, and one or two things will happen. They'll become a parent, and they'll run just like theirs ran, or they'll become overbearing and smother the child, even as the child gets older, until they get that healing and learn that balance. And, And now we're back to this wholeness in all core areas of life. And we're going to take a break and start the the bottom half of the show with this, but we're going to run a couple of ads, and Clifton will be right back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and my guest, the wonderful, wonderful author, speaker, healer, Clifton Pettyjohn. We will be right back. Horses See Ghosts, a new poetry book by Gannot Wise. It's been called Poetry for the Rest of Us. Amazon. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure, available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. A struggling city, its beloved baseball team, an antique camera, and photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell, an entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe, available at Amazon.com. The year, 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason. Available now on Amazon.com. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful author and inspirational speaker, guide, testimonial maker, Clifton Pettyjohn. Clifton, before we went to the break, we were talking about that four-letter word that begins with L. And while we were in the break, I was thinking, not only do we put conditions on our love with our children, but we throw away our elderly for the same reason. Yes. Definitely. And I I just had a conversation with someone last week telling them that some kind of way the respect for the elderly has to be restored because there's wisdom that they have that we need. They've had so much life experience. We need that wisdom. But it's like everything else. Our society and how we got this way, I do not know. But our society has become structured to the point that it's all about me. It's all about my gratification. What, quote, unquote, makes me happy I don't have time for little Johnny over here on my left and my elderly mother here on the right. Now I feel like I'm tied down by two anchors and I'm not moving forward. Well, there's a reason that we're in the middle. We're learning from the elderly on the right so that we can impart that knowledge which has become wisdom once it's given to us to little Johnny on the left so that he can grow up and wholesomeness in all core areas of life. Would that be a true statement? Yes. That is correct. That is correct. I totally agree. 
how do we get past that? How do we get back to the balance of the way that we're intended to be? I think it's those that have an influence, people of great influence, beginning to make those, you know, make that valuable again. I think that's what has to begin to happen. I think that everyone has to figure out a way with their own platform to express the importance of it as far as with um, those that they do have the influence over or, you know, those they have influence in their lives. That's the only way I see it changing is if I look up to you and now you make this a part of your message, and now I say, oh, okay, I need to get involved. But until then, I don't see it changing. What, what, if we don't change, if we don't get the balance back in our lives, and, and the, the middle generation is the balance. If we don't yes. bring that balance back, we are going to rip the fabric of our future to the point that it's shredded. Because little Johnny won't understand life's journeys because he hasn't had the sage advice from great-grandmother back here because she couldn't give it to grandma who couldn't give it to daughter who couldn't give it to Johnny mm-hmm. because great grandma was shoved in a nursing home and free, even though she had dementia. Guess what? People even with dementia can give us wisdom. Oh, yes. And see, I think that, that in each family as well, taking it from, you know, the perspective that I took at first where I was talking about people of influence I also think that from a family perspective, too, I always tell people that there's always a person that is raised up to break a cycle. The question is, how do they get to the point where they realize or come to the realization that that's part of their purpose? Um, You know, you may have a family where every generation dropped out of high school, well, then here comes somebody who completes – who's – I'm sorry. <laughs> I got tongue twisted there. That's here comes okay. somebody who time. completes high school. <laughs> yes, I don't know what happened there. But <laughs> then you get the next person who completes high school and goes on to college because that one broke that cycle. I believe that's exactly what needs to happen as well is that within our families – the ones that are that are being raised up to be that cycle breaker has to come to the realization that they are and then begin to break that cycle. I I am going to and I agree. And and this brought forward something that happened just here recently and I don't I don't usually talk about myself that much, but I'm going to bring up this story because I think it it it's um pertinent to our discussion you follow me on Facebook so you know that I recently lost my mother and my mother was the matriarch of our family my mother was the glue Mm. that held us even when the the the, when we as siblings were interfighting with each other our mother always held us like a hen with her little chicks even though we were Macking and mouthing at each other She always gathered her little chicks Under her under her wing And it didn't matter That we were fighting with each other We were still her little chicks When my mother died One of my Two of my three brothers Because there's only the four of us now Because I lost my sister seven years ago Two of the three brothers Had been fighting for three years From when my father died They hadn't spoken. They'd been fighting with each other about my mother because one of them wouldn't go see her because it upset him so much. Well, when mother died, I asked the one brother, are you going to call John? And he said, no, I'm not. I said, wait a minute. That That is his mother. He's entitled to know. He said, you can call him. So long story short, I had my daughter get a hold of him because I live in Florida. I'm doing this long distance. And I had 
them get a hold of him and let him know about everything. And then a friend of ours that we had grown up with, he called me to help write the eulogy because I wasn't going to be able to go because my husband is very, very ill. So I helped write the eulogy. And our friend David said, Yvonne, every time I would ask the boys something, they would say, call Yvonne. I said, David, my mother was a matriarch. I don't want to be the matriarch. He said, you are now the matriarch. That's my, I'm the only daughter left. I'm the oldest in the family. I'm now the matriarch. Long story short, after what was said in the eulogy at the end of the service, when the two boys who had been fighting walked outside, my sister-in-law sent me a picture of them embracing, forgiving each other. Mm-hmm. That's, that how, and that's exactly how it happens. That was... That was my purpose at that moment. I, I firmly believe that. My yes. mother my mother and God, God reached from the heavens, and my mother reached from the grave and said, Yvonne, here are the words that you need to have David say so that these two boys can come together. And the powerful, powerful thing about what you just said is that you said, I don't want to be the matriarch. And that's something I I have... That's the, sometimes the greatest resistance I have in coaching sessions when I'm talking to people about their purpose because people have always told them that when you find your purpose, you're going to be excited about it. That's not always true. No, it's not true. That's not right. always true. That's cute. That's a very cute answer. It's a very pretty answer. But the reality is when it comes to purpose, many times – it's things that we don't desire to do, we don't love to do. However, when we do it, we see other people's lives change. And I'm not saying we just hate it, but you understand what I'm saying. It pulls right. us out of our place of comfort and, and, we, and places and us right perfect. where we need to be. Exactly. Yes. And we have to, we have to embrace, we have to embrace that which we. It's not that I was afraid of it. Number one, I don't think I'm, I would ever measure up to my mother. And number two, just one more thing on my plate. But then when you step back and say, well, God says that he does not give us more than we can handle. And he provides a way of escape. So when we open up our hearts and open up our minds and say, okay, your will be done, God, whatever it is, the answer is And you're, you're hitting something that I... Um that I'm really hitting heavy during this time, even with the Transformation Center, but also with coaching sessions, is that I'm explaining to people that it's great to have a dream, but make sure that your dream is connected to something greater than you. Yes. Because that's when it's most effective. That's when it's, it's most effective when you can step back and say, Lord, let your will be done. Those, I'm telling you, that is the greatest. It hurts sometimes. It's frustrating sometimes. It's scary sometimes. But those words right there will set you free. And we also, would you not agree, Clifton, that when we say those words, and those are very powerful words, when we say those words, we have to understand a couple of things. One, we have to believe that it, it is God's will that will be done. And two, God's will is not always our will, and his plan is not always no. our plan. But he does answer every prayer. He does. He does. And sometimes we have to understand, too, that he's thought this whole thing out. Sometimes we think we've thought the whole thing out, but we've only thought it out for a couple of days or a couple of months or maybe a year, but he's mapped this whole thing out. I tell people, too, that, you know, sometimes we want to be in control, but if he's the creator, no one knows creation greater than that than the one who created it. Exactly. If you created a computer or a product and you created it, you built the first one, Nobody can tell you anything greater about it than you that created it. So, and I think and that sometimes, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, you finish your, uh, so your thought. Think, yeah, I was saying I think sometimes that's one of the hardest concepts for us because I can talk for myself. I don't like to be in situations that I personally feel I can't control. I don't like to be out of control. So that was one of my greatest battles is learning how to say, you know, nevertheless, Lord, let your will be done. And when we think about it, Clifton, we're never really in control. We fool ourselves into thinking we're in control, but we're not. Exactly. And the thing is, we'll buy right into it. And we'd rather buy into thinking we're in control than just letting control completely go or letting the thought of control go and realize he's ultimately in control. And he, he has a plan. And yeah, he, he doesn't and he doesn't always tell us his plan. But he has a plan uh-huh. for it Man. for everything that happens in our life. And and this is what I told my daughter when my thirteen year old granddaughter died. I said, God has a plan. We don't always understand it and we may not always know that plan, but God has a plan. Well, in in yeah. in the granddaughter's case, her organs were donated. And her heart was viable enough to give to a 12-year-old girl that was on the verge of no return. So who knows what God's plan is for a 12-year-old girl? Awesome. Wow. Exactly. So I I have family members I've never met because my DNA runs through their veins through organs. Yes. Yes. God's wow. plan is great. Wow. And that's why I, I, my um my former pastor used to always say in everything you have to find your place of praise. You find that place where you can give God the glory out of that situation. Well, God had a plan. And I told mm-hmm. I told my children, I said, as much as we loved this child, God loved her more because she Love suffered from asthma and she was dying. We knew she would never make adulthood. So he wow. allowed her to go while her heart was still viable enough and her kidneys and her her pancreas and her corneas and other things were good enough and still viable enough to give someone else a second chance in life. Wow. Awesome. Feel free to use that in your lesson plan because to me that is the the a greater love hath no man than he to give up a life for a friend. And that is Lord. the way that I think of it. I didn't mean to let you speak so scripted. I just. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just, it's awesome because you also said uh, about corneas being donated. And maybe some people have never had any type of transplant. However, getting a cornea is not an easy, easy um, organ to get. And I know no. because I've had three cornea transplants. And right. I've had one where we had to reschedule a couple times because there was no cornea available. So that's why I was just like, "Wow, that's awesome!" You yes, know her, that, her, that you know she was able to live on through that. Her both of her corneas, both of her kidneys, wow. her pancreas, her heart, her lungs were not viable because her lungs were destroyed from the asthma. And because she was only 13, they couldn't take her muscles or her skin. But just those few organs, um, uh, a kidney went to a grandmother, a kidney went to a father who had small children, the pancreas went to a young man, the heart went to this little girl. The eyes of the ponies, I don't know about. But God had a purpose for these people. And I feel in my heart that he used my granddaughter as his vessel 
to help these other people along whatever path he has planned for them. And see, if you, the, the thing about it, and this is the awesomeness about it, is that if you wouldn't have yourself open to that, you would miss the blessing from it. Absolutely. And that's why and, I, one of my encouragement to everybody I talk to is, even though a situation happened, be open to find what it is where you can see God movement, where you can see God's movement personally in it. Like, yes, it hit you hard. Yes, it hurt. Yes, all of those things. But if you look deep enough, you're going to find something that you can say, wow, this just happened because of this. And the same thing with my mother's death. I knew my mother was dying. My mother's been dying ever since my father died. And and mm-hmm. yes, she had stage four kidney failure. She also had congestive heart failure. But I really believe in my heart, my mother died from a broken heart. But her death mm-hmm. brought about a reunion of two brothers who might not have come together before something happened to one of them. So we're back to your thing of living symmetrically through the wholeness in all core areas of life. We have to have a balance with our mental, our emotional, our physical, and our spiritual. And the spiritual is the core of that balance. Definitely. Definitely, and I, I tell people if you're off tilt with that many times, we w- we did an exercise today. Um, I used the Zig Zagler, uh, his wheel of wholeness, and on his wheel he has seven different areas of your life. He talks about your physical health, your mind and your intellect, your personal and social, career, family, spiritual, financial. And I had them doing an exercise in talking about balance of your life and all of that. And one of them said, I told them to rate which one they feel they had in the most control all the way down to the one they felt, you know, they had in the least control. And one of them said, I can't even do this because I feel like they all affect each other. And right now my life is just that, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> at that place where all of them are not in a good state. So, yes, I do believe that. I believe that, you know, they all help each other balance out, and you need that groundedness in those. And if we're not grounded, guess what mm-hmm. happens? We have addiction. We have suicide. We have crime, we have abandonment, we have depression, we have physical illnesses. Yes. Because our emotional, our mental, our physical, and our spiritual, if one gets out of whack, it creates physical illnesses. We have ruined relationships, we have children on the street, we have throwaway children, we have throwaway elderly people. And we are miserable because we have not found contentment within ourselves. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that. I to- and I was telling somebody the other day because they were like, um, they couldn't see how somebody could get addicted to drugs. And I was explaining to them, I said, well, it's my personal belief that we all have something that, you know, we resort to when times get hard. I said, even in ministry, I was dealing with a a preacher one time, and I told him, I said, you're just addicted to preaching. Like, it's not like you do it because you feel compelled by God to do it. Like, that's become your addiction. Ministry has become your addiction. When you need something to, to make you feel good or to give you a fix, that's what you do. So by understanding our own addictions, then we can have a little grace and mercy and help other people through some of theirs as we deal with ours. And let he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? Cast that first stone, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And as you say that, we hear all the stones hit the ground from everybody dropping those stones. (laughs) And I I was telling somebody that the other day about the addiction thing, 
And they were telling me, they thanked me because they were like, I never looked at it like that. I just looked at it as from their addiction to drugs. And I was like, we don't want to see anybody addicted to drugs. But the reality is we all have those, you know, personal vices in our life. Might be addicted to eating, you know, (laughs) overeating, you know, and that's just as detrimental to your body as drugs. So And overspending, overdrinking. Overspending. Yes. Are being over frugal. That can become an addiction yes. as well. Because if you're over yes. frugal, you don't take the proper care of your body to feed it and make it rest. Um, I could go on overworking, overplaying. Definitely. Definitely. Everything should be in and moderation. And that's what we have to see. We have to stop categorizing things as if one is worse than the other when in reality, you know, they all have certain effects on our physical body, our emotional state, you know, all of those areas of our lives. See, ladies and gentlemen, you don't ever know what you're going to hear on this station. And and it, it, I love having discourse with, with all the different people that I come in contact with. And I especially love having discourse with people on the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical side, because my faith is very important to me. I could not have lived through the last seven years without my faith. I probably would have blown my brains out, because in the last seven years, I have lost my sister, my only sister, all of my aunts, um, which were four aunts, my father, my granddaughter, my mother, and now my husband is very ill. He has survived colon cancer, basal cell carcinoma, and now we're dealing with his current health issues. And I haven't had time to get over one tsunami before I'm hit with another one. Hit with another one. Yeah. So it, it, my wow. faith is my my life raft, my life jacket, and my my life everything. Yes. Just tie me to the mast if I you a ship in Sydney. <laughs> listen, and it's good that you. It's great that you have that faith and that you are. See, and this is why I tell people it's important to to put your faith to work because as you put your faith to work, it grows and matures. And when you have mature faith, you can apply it to all areas of your life. But when you just let it sit there, when you get hit and get hit hard, you're knocked all over the place. And and you're like, you know, but because you have taken the time to build your and establish your faith, it hits you hard. But at the same time, you're still able to be grounded in it. Yes. And I don't question God. I don't say, why God? Why me? Well, you know, why not? What what makes me so special that I should not have these things in my life? And I don't call them travesties or, or trials and tribulations. It is life. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and you know, I had it's, it's some people that are so angry with God because of those situations that need to hear, you know, from people like yourself that are explaining to them, some of these things are just life. And if you live long enough, you're going to experience some of these things, but grow from these things. And know that none of us get out of here alive, right, Clifton? Correct. We're all, <laughs> we all have that time. We're going to face it. Yes. We're all so, going to face it. The thing is we, to live live such a life that when you do face it, that others are, you know, were blessed by your life and your legacy will live on. And with that, that is a perfect note to close on. We are getting to the end of our hour. Oh, wow. (laughs) That went quick again. (laughs) It went quicker this time than it did the last time. We didn't even discuss your new book that's coming out that's going to be released in December. Tell the folks where you can be found. Tell them real quick about your new book called What Now? And where they can find from stagnation to transformation. And will you come back? Oh, okay. No problem. Let's start here. Okay. First, I want to thank you again for uh, providing this platform for us. Thank you so much. Um, 
Now, I can be found. My website is www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. You can find me on Instagram at clifton.pettyjohn. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at cpventilates. That's where I can be found at. My new book that's coming out is called What Now? I'm taking some of the things that have happened to me in life. I'm going to share how I dealt with those things. I'm going to share how I suggest that you deal with those things. Um, It's going to be great. I'm excited about it. I'm enjoying writing it. It'll be released in December. You can find From Stagnation to Transformation on my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. And, of course, I would come back. I love being on the show. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I had a um, I had a thought that I want to talk to you about when the show goes dark, but okay. you, I needed this show tonight. Today's been a very trying day in my household. And okay. this hour that I spend on my show is like recharging my batteries, but my batteries were like at negative charge they weren't even showing on the Richter scale so your show was perfect for tonight and I purposely chose that song by my friend Margie Singleton for this show because I chose God I purposely chose God and I knew you would understand it and appreciate it yes look her up on Look her up on YouTube because all of her songs are on, on YouTube and she's also on Reverb Nation. And that, that song is downloadable. You can purchase that song okay. from her. And that okay. would be a perfect song for your group. Yes. I'm always looking for, for songs with great messages. I, I'm a lyrics man. I'm, I want to hear the lyrics of a song. So I'm always looking for for new material, and that is actually that was actually a great song. Friend her on Facebook too, Margie Singleton. Okay. Because she's also released a new song talking about heaven and hell, and and you will absolutely adore her. Okay. I definitely Ladies will and add gentlemen, her. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the we are getting down to the end of tonight's show. We will start back on Tuesday night with Miranda Lynn because. I had to reschedule her because Jack got sick. But as y'all know, at the end of every show, I say, and Clifton, don't hang up when the show goes off air because I want to say some things to you. Um, Everybody will forget what you look like. They'll forget your name. They'll forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you've made them feel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all on a journey. And sometimes that journey is not the smoothest journey around. There's bumps in the road, there's boulders to overcome, there's mountains to climb, there's ditches to fall into, there's rivers to cross. Sometimes there's loneliness, sometimes there's too many people, sometimes there's not enough. But when you make someone else's day by just your kindness, you may save their life. So just be kind. Make someone understand that they are special just as you are special. Don't just feel special. Understand you are special because feelings are emotions. Emotions are fleeting. They change like we change clothes. Know you are special. Help someone else to understand they are special and they have a purpose. And sometimes we don't know what that purpose is until it reaches up and slaps us in the face. Also, Do not ask permission to achieve greatness. Just go out and achieve greatness, whether it's being a garbage collector, a great mom, a great father, a great grandmother, a great friend, a great spouse, an astronaut, a minister, whatever it is, be great at it and don't ask anyone's permission. With that being said, we will close tonight's show. We will be with you again on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time here at Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. Please look up Clifton Petty John. You will not be sorry. Friend him. And if you have a need, ask him to get you through it. Until, the, until Tuesday night, 
we will say have a great weekend. Clifton, thank you for spending an hour with me. And we will see you all again Tuesday night, 8 o'clock here on Off the Chain. All right, the show's gone dark, but everything we say will show up in okay. the archive part of the show. But you know that when this archives, I'm going to put it up on my on my page, tag you in it. Then tomorrow when I put it up on all the podcasts, I'll also put the, those links up and tag you. But I had an epiphany, and I know you're very, very okay. busy, but I had an epiphany. Okay. Starting in February, since January, I think, is already filled up. Starting in February... If you want to pick a night and one night a month, we'll run a show and it will be basically your show. We will have these types of discussions and it will, who knows where it will go from there. What do you think? Okay. That's great. So it would be a, wow, a, one, a, a Wednesday night, a Thursday night, a Friday night, or a Saturday night. One night a month. And you you name the show, whatever you want to name it. And okay. the platform will be this wholeness in all areas of life. Your platform. You pick the okay. subject matter. I'll basically be the co-host, and we will... Teach, train, and transform people. That sounds great. Okay. Plot it, plan it. And, that sounds great. And and all that good stuff. I do know that the first, I think it's the first Wednesday of the month, um, I already have, um, I think it's the first Wednesday. I'll have to get my calendar. Um, Nancy um, Quinn and I are doing her news from the mountain. But any other night of the month, let me know. Start promoting it on your website, on Facebook. Okay. Um, okay. And... If you have music you want me to play as opening music, you can send it to me in MP3, and and let's start okay. spreading the message. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You are welcome. I think there's a need there, Clifton, and I think people worldwide are ready to hear things that have been um, pushed down boxed up and stored away for a long time and people are looking for something to hold on to and it's not material things it's not people it's not anything it's from within and if mm-hmm. not us who if not now when correct I know it's that overwhelming so <laughs> I know it's overwhelming and you were not expecting that from me tonight <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wasn't <laughs> that kind. Of, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow!" Feel I free to feel that. free to feel free to say no. It won't hurt my feelings, but I want to give you that no, opportunity. No, no, no. Like this is this is just today has been like one of them overwhelming days. Like it's just like wow. I I just thank God, you know, because I was. To be honest, I've been doing a lot of promotion. I was listening to what a lot of people told me that I needed to do, and I was doing all of that, and it wasn't working out. And God just told me to get back to what he told me to do. He told me to teach, to teach the message, to empower people, and that everything else would just start to fall in line. And I've seen that from today's um, session at the Transformation Center and then now here, it's just humbling. Well, you have a platform, my friend. Thank you. You are quite welcome. We'll name it whatever you want to call it. We'll okay. run it for an hour. Um, okay. We will, you pick the subject matter, we'll discuss it, and it will work. Wow. All right. That sounds great. Okay, it's a deal. 
So you just tell me what night. All right, thank you so much. One night a month, and we'll go from there, whatever, because I run the show four nights a week. And I think the first Wednesday of the month, um, Nancy's show is. But any other time after that, um, okay. we'll do it. You just tell me what okay. night I'm going to look at my schedule. I'm out of. I'm out of town right now. Like I said, I'm in Trenton. I'll be back to Delaware the middle of this week, so I'll be able to sit down and look at everything and go from there. And process this. This. Yeah, um, like I'm just still <laughs> sitting here just in awe right now. <laughs> wow. Well, I've always, I'm, you know me long enough that, I go with my gut, and my gut tells me we need to do this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to get it done. All right, darling. Just let me know when you get back All to right. Delaware. And, and okay, we'll, I sure we'll will. Put this thing together. we got five months to get it put together and, and get it yeah. ready to rock and roll and start promoting it. 200-plus awesome. countries, 200,000-plus listeners. See, we, see, Clifton, we're on Reverb Nation now. We're on iHeartRadio on two shows on iHeartRadio, Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain. We are on FM.com. We are on TuneIn Radio. We are on Spotify. We are on Podcast Garden, Podcast, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, YouTube, iTunes. So you have wow. a plethora Plus the show itself. Wow. That's how we have over 200,000 plus listeners in over 200 countries. Wow. And see, if you don't have a YouTube channel, (laughs) build you a YouTube channel because you can, you will be able to post that show on your YouTube channel as well. I I have a YouTube channel, but I, for some reason, it's like it's not growing. So this is why I'm still just stuck right now. Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yes. So this is. There you great. go. There you go, my friend. Wow. So go, go, pull yourself out of shock and process all this. <laughs> and then make plans. Thank you again. You are welcome, my darling. See, that way I have you already sucked in. I don't have to schedule you. You already got to be on this. Correct, correct. Purely selfish moments on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So there you go. Go and have a good weekend. All right, thank you again. You You are welcome. You too, my darling. Thank you. And let me know when you get back to Delaware, okay? Okay, I certainly will. All right, sweetheart. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.